masks are back. I don't know where you're viewing this show from or listening to this show from, but here in Oregon, mask mandates were put into place this past Friday. And the question is, what should we as Christians do about the mask mandate, about the potential of a vaccine passport coming our way, about our our rights to worship God the way we want to worship Him. But more importantly, as we, as we move into episode 3 of In Such a Way with Matthew Collins, we're going to explore what would Jesus do. Here we go. Okay, so first, before we hop into this idea of masks, what they are, what the different sides are saying, and and where they're coming from, which I do want to dive into, I, I first want to stress how important it is for us to have grace. We Grace is something that's not seen as much in our world nowadays. Grace is the idea, and I'm going to define it here just to make sure that, that we, we truly understand what grace is. Grace is the idea that people may come from a different perspective or, or they may believe something, or they may have even done something that you do not agree with, but you, you want to hear what it is from their side, their perspective, almost walking a mile in their shoes to, to just say, you know what, I may not have done that, I may have done things differently, but let me hear from you what you think and why you did or why you think what you did or what you think. That's really wordy. Here's my point. We've lost the, the art of having a conversation with people we disagree with. Whether you're someone who believes that wearing masks is a very good thing and we should all be doing it, or you're someone who thinks that you are just sheep for wearing masks, even if it is to fulfill scripture that tells us to, to adhere to the people and the entities that God has placed in government, no matter where you stand, it's important that we that we come together and have a discussion, not just because these people are our friends, but because they are people with, with brains, with passions, with compassion, with sympathy, with empathy. The, these are people made in God's image. And it's so important that we, that we lay aside our opinions for a moment while we listen to what other opinions are. And then we can have a discussion about it rather than just thinking people, people are either dumb or people are evil or, or, you know, every, every, every liberal is dumb, or every, every Republican is, is bigoted, every person from the left is trying to take over the country, every person from the right doesn't care about people's lives, even though they say that they are pro-life. Whatever the situation is, it's so important that we take a moment and hear the other side. So if you need to take a second to kind of recalibrate yourself, do that now. Pause. Do that now. And then come to this podcast and come to conversations with others with a humble heart that's ready to hear where people are coming from. And that's not something that you need to do in order to get it back. It's simply something you need to do because... It's what we should be doing anyway. Okay, first, let's talk about the, the, the side that wants masks to be worn more than not. Um, I think the, the idea there, when I talk to people who 
believe in the mask wearing, I think the, the idea there isn't necessarily the efficacy of mask wearing. Many people understand that wearing a mask isn't the most effective way to, to keep yourself safe uh, or keep other people safe, especially with the Delta variant going around right now. I think the idea behind their push to wear masks and have masks be worn is that if we can do anything to help other people stay safe, we should be doing that thing to help people stay safe, even if it's a slight inconvenience to us. Um, their their idea isn't that we, we need to cover up. Their idea isn't that they just listen uh, to what the government says without without doing their own thinking or without doing their own um, research. The idea that I hear from most people who promote mask wearing to whatever degree is that if we can do something to help keep people safe during this pandemic, then we ought to be doing that. Especially as Christians, we ought to at least show people that we care enough to do even a little bit to keep people safe. That's that's the perspective I hear most from people who um, wear masks. Now, are there people that are really outrageous in their beliefs of the efficacy of masks and what we should do for masks to the point where people will drive alone in a car with a mask on or or walk down a sidewalk with no one near them having a mask on? Yes, there are those people. Those people do exist. However, oftentimes when you talk to those people, you, you hear them say, oh, I forgot I had it on. Uh, you know, I just, I, I got into my car and, and, and came out of a store where I needed to have it on and just forgot I had it on. Um, you may not believe that uh, because you can't stand the feeling of a mask on your face. And when you come out of a place that requires them, you rip it off your face uh, like, like, like it's a Band-Aid. Uh, just real quick and painless just to get yourself some fresh air. Um, but there are people who, who don't mind wearing a mask very much. And so when they come out of a place that, that requires masks, their first thought isn't take the mask off. Um, but that's, that's their heart. I, I believe most of the cases that I've talked to, most, most of the reasons I've heard is that they, they care enough about other people that they think even if it's not that effective, but it's a tiny bit effective, it's worth it. And I want to do that for people. That's, that's one side of the mask issue. Now, before I hop onto the other side, I, I, I need to put in a little caveat here. Now, the side of not wearing masks once you're vaccinated is the side I lean more towards. I want to put that out there and make sure that you guys realize that's, that's where I'm at. So there's no, there, there, there's no hiding uh, opinions in this situation. I believe that if you get vaccinated, and I've, and I've looked into this a great deal. Once, once you get vaccinated, you pose such a small threat, even with the Delta variant, that mask wearing uh, is, is almost silly. Um, and I'll go into some of those stats after. However, I do very much believe Paul's words to the Corinthian church in his first letter to the Corinthians. In, in, in chapter 9, verse 20, he says, To the Jews I became a Jew in order to win the Jews. To those under the law I became one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. Now, when, when Paul says this, what he's saying is, He's saying that he he lives like them. He does things like them just to just to help them understand. He continues, to those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, 
but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by the means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. Now, uh, it's really important to understand that's my heart. My heart is I'll do whatever it takes to help Jesus be known, specifically by people who don't know Jesus and also to help people who do know Jesus grow in his likeness as much as possible. Um, so when I do, whatever I do, I do with this mindset. I do whatever it takes to win people for Christ because that's my worldview is that we are, we are sinners by, by birth. The only way we can uh, get to heaven and see the fathers through Jesus Christ and, and I want to live my life in a way that, that helps that be seen through my actions and known through my words. So, you may or may not know that I, I help lead a church. And in that, in, in that role, I recommended masks when the new mask mandate came out. They are not required, but I recommended them because I want someone who comes in who might be worried about coronavirus, uh, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated, whether no matter what the reason is for them to be vaccinated or unvaccinated, I want them to see that I'm going to do whatever it takes to help them see Christ. Everything up to but not crossing the line of what is commanded uh, to not do by, by the Bible and, and, and by Christ himself. So I do everything in that mindset. And the reason why I say that is because even though I, I side with the with with this next side of not wearing masks all the time, specifically if you're vaccinated, I don't, I don't do that because um, I don't want to do whatever it takes to win people for Christ. But I, I, I wanted to be clear and open and honest before we dive into this. Now, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on the not wearing of masks because I think that's looked at uh, in, in, a, in a more negative light um, in, in most major uh, media outlets, it's it's looked at as a, as a as a as a bad thing, and I want to I want to talk a little bit about that and see what it is. With that being said, I will defend a a store owner's right to acquire masks in their store. I'll I'll defend someone's rights to think that wearing a mask is is a good thing or wearing a mask is a bad thing, um, even though I wouldn't require it in a store uh, that I owned. Um, if I owned a store and there wasn't a mandate, um, I would I would defend fiercely the the right that a store owner has to make that decision. It's their business. I think that's important for them to do. But I'm going to spend a little bit more time on this side just because I believe from the people I talk to that this is the side that's most misunderstood. Um, now, it's, it's not any more or less hated from the other side, but I think that the extremes, maybe the the, the, the three to five percent on, on the extreme left and the extreme right, not politically, just on, on polar opposites. Um, I think it's more misunderstood as those people. Now, that doesn't mean that some of the people on, on the right, yes, politically this time, on the right are correct or people on the left are correct. I'm just trying to gain perspective or give people perspective in a grace-oriented way to help understand where others are coming from. And I've had conversations with both uh, both sides and, and extremists on both sides, really. I've, I've had conversations with people who don't want to wear a mask, even if they were going into a hospital visit um, 
a very sick person. I've had people who, I've had conversations with people who think that it's important to wear a mask even in your own house. Uh, so I've had these conversations with very extreme points of view. And I just want to share this. And so as we move into this next idea, I want to throw it all on the table so we know where I'm coming from. Okay, so <clears throat> there's a lot of different aspects we can go at with the the unmaskers or the anti-maskers or the people who don't want to wear a mask, however we want to describe them. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is the, the flip-flopping of the wearing of a mask coming from the medical professionals. Since the beginning of the pandemic, we've been told that you don't have to wear a mask, you do have to wear a mask. If you do wear a mask, it should be an N95 mask. If you're vaccinated, you do not have to wear a mask. If you're vaccinated, you do have to wear a mask. And so there's there's a lot of different ideas going back and forth about the mask wearing. Now there's some truth in the the our knowledge of this virus changes and that changes our our medical experts advice on what they give us. There's there's some truth in that and I don't I I don't want to be dismissive of that. Um but when you look at one person talking about masking and unmasking or or medical es, es, ex, experts, woo, that was a tough word, medical experts talking about masking and unmasking and whether we should or shouldn't, um, I think it's really difficult. One example is in the beginning of the pandemic when uh, Anthony Fauci talks about not needing to mask and then later on coming out and saying we should mask and that he said we don't need to mask to save the masks for the medical professionals, I think that struck a lot of people in a way that made them think that he was being dishonest. And so a lot of people take a, with a grain of salt what he and other experts have to say. Um, there's actually a, 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 a video uh, last week that came out that talked about a, there was a doctor um, Francis Collins, no relation. Um, I, I really enjoy who he is and what he has to say. He came out in a video and talked about the risk of coronavirus and the Delta variant and, and actually said that if you're, even if you're a vaccinated parent with unvaccinated kids at home, that you should consider masking inside your home. And so looking, looking at the kind of the ideas of whether we should or shouldn't mask coming from the experts and different things being said, including a doctor, a medical professional coming out last week, uh, maybe two weeks ago, talking about the Delta variant is passing through the masks at a much higher rate than the Alpha variant or, or any other version of this COVID-19. Um, I think people are wondering what they can believe at this point. And if, if we sit back and, and have a conversation or at least think about where people are coming from, that's understandable. If, if medical professionals keep changing their minds on what is best, and some of that might be because our knowledge of the virus is changing, it's hard to believe what people say. And, and so I think a lot of people would, from the unmasking side or the non-masking side or the anti-masking side are wondering what do we ha what should we believe at this point? Um, so I think that's one aspect, one area um, that some anti-maskers are, are hesitant about. What, what should we believe? That's one area. The second area I want to talk about is uh, this idea of freedom. Because I think it's, I think it's actually the most misinterpreted idea. Um, I don't think that the idea of wanting your freedoms as to not wearing a mask equates to 
one's freedom over someone else's life. That's not, that's never been the idea I've come across in, in my conversations with people. Um, I think one thing that we're, we're talking about is, is, is being able to weigh the risks of what's going on in the world. Um, and that's not just with, with COVID-19, but it's in, in a general sense. What's, what's my risk going out and can I have autonomy enough to, to make decisions whether I want to take that risk or not take that risk? Now, part of the mask wearing debate is whether you taking that risk does put other people at risk. Um, there is that debate there and, and, and I, don't want, I don't want to dismiss that either. Um, but the freedom t- discussion, um, particularly the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing that came out this week that talked a lot about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger thinking that uh, if, if, if you think it's a freedom that's being taken away from you to mask, then, then quote-unquote, screw your freedom. Um, I think the idea there is that people care more about their freedoms than they do about people's lives. That's not the sentiment that I get from my conversations with people who have the belief that mandating a mask is taking away freedom. The conversation that I find myself in with people who take this stance is typically um, their their worry about if if government officials or or authority can come in and mandate certain things. At what point do we stop giving them the ability to mandate and tell us to do whatever we want to do? Um, they worry about government control and and government overreach. Not. I mean, masks for the most part in my conversations aren't the big deal. It's what that leads to that is the big deal. Specifically, a lot of people worry about vaccine mandates and, and vaccine passports and, and being mandated to get a vaccine, uh, regardless of what you are. Now, I believe in medical freedom. I truly, truly believe in that. My personal belief is that you should have an opportunity to take the vaccine or not take the vaccine. Um, I do understand and agree with the arguments that if people choose not to get the vaccine, but then they overwhelm the hospitals so that people who who may be vaccinated, who have done what they think they need to do to help society as a whole, uh, can't get the medical treatment they need in an emergency situation, I do think that warrants some discussion. In a conversation I had with one of my friends today, we talked a lot about this overwhelming the hospitals notion and one of the things that I, I need to look into, because it just happened today, I haven't had a chance to look into it, is actually the systematic decrease in the number of hospital beds that are available in Oregon overall. So when we talk about overwhelming the system, we have to talk about was, was money that was meant to go towards increasing hospital beds actually gone to do that. Um, my friend that I talked to today uh, led me to believe that that there was money meant to increase hospital beds that actually wasn't used for that and in the long run has decreased hospital beds. And, and, and that's something that we should look into. Um, so the idea of hospitals being overwhelmed by people who have chosen not to get the vaccine um, may be a little misleading depending on how we get to this situation. My point being this. We should all look into all of the facts available before we make judgments on what we think is is right, what we think is um, a preference, what we think is 
a, 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 an element of morality um, in this situation. We should we should do our due diligence and, and look into these things before we just make a blanket statement about what's going on. I do think it's also foolish for people just to say uh, in, in a situation where we're dealing with a virus that we don't know everything about to say, you know what, I'm going to trust my immune system because we don't know quite how this affects the immune system. Um, with that being said, I also understand what people's hesitancy with the vaccine is. Um, one, of the, one of the major arguments against the vaccine is we don't know the long-term effects of it. And that's the same idea of we don't know the long-term effects of this virus as well. So we have to weigh the, the consequences of this virus and this vaccine as to what we want to do. Um, now, I, I believe people should have a personal choice as to what vaccine they should or shouldn't take. Um, I don't think that we are in the situation right now where we need to start mandating this vaccine. Um, I think that for a number of reasons, but the, the, the top couple are this. Number one, we don't know enough about this vaccine to say it is, it is absolutely safe. If we did know enough, it would be fully it, uh, it, uh, approved by the FDA, but it's not. It's only emergency. Uh, at this point, it's only emergency um, approved. I think another thing that we, we have to think of when it, when it comes to this, this vaccine mandate is uh, this idea of, um, you know, if, if, if we do really care about people's um, freedom to choose, then what do we do in the situation where our hospitals might be overrun by people who have chosen not to get the vaccine? Um, I think there, there, there's a good and healthy discussion that has to come of that. Now, I'm, I'm not in government. I'm, I'm not looking over that. But if I were, um, I would think that a good amount of attention should be put towards making more spaces available for the people that need uh, hospital. Maybe take a convention center and make that a COVID um, a spot where people can go and receive treatment for having COVID-19. Um, however, I do, I do wish that we knew more about everything we're diving into as it per pertains to um, this, this COVID vaccine. But when we come to the masking debate and the freedom debate... Um, I don't think, and I think we really have to have grace when we talk about this with people on both sides. We have to try to understand where people are coming from when they say that this is infringing on my rights, it's infringing on my freedom. Because I don't think they care as much about masking as they do about what's coming next. And I think there's a lot of, there, there, there's a lot of uh, truth and, and validity to what they're, what they're questioning. Um, when when uh, rights are taken away, traditionally throughout the history of the world, when rights are taken away or or the government assumes the right to do certain things, those those things are not easily given up. So when people are hesitant to give up their freedoms or give up their rights, it's more of an understanding that typically when governments come and take things over, they don't give them back to the people. Now, our, our country was... Uh, built on we the people for the people and and so it's so a lot of people are coming at this with an idea of if you mandate masks if you mandate vaccines if you continue mandating through these states of emergencies what freedoms are we going to give up and what freedoms are we going to ultimately never get back
And I think that's a concern that people have. And if we can sit back and have a real conversation with people, not judging them, not looking at them and saying, you know what, you're, you think your rights are more important than the people who might die of this disease, I think that we can go a long way. Also with this, um, with the masking mandates and, and, and the vaccine mandates and the freedoms that we have talking about, um, it's important to realize that COVID is important. Um, it, is, it is a big deal. Um, it's a global pandemic. It's the worst I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, however, it's not smallpox. It's not the Black Plague. Uh, a large percentage of people have, have passed away, and, and many needlessly. Um, however, it's not a situation where one out of three people die from this disease. It is preventable. It is it, 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 there are ways we can go through helping people live through this pandemic. Um, and I think it's important to realize that although this might be the worst we've ever seen in our lifetime, it's, it, it, it pales in comparison with some of the other plagues and pandemics that this world has seen. And we have to keep this in, in, in a sight of where we are in this day and age with our medical advances, with our, with our, uh, with where we are in 2021. Um, and, and that comes from both sides. We, we have to be smart in saying that, you know what, if, if I'm not vaccinated, then I should really be cautious about what I'm doing because I know that this, this disease, this, this virus is real and it is contagious, specifically with the Delta variant. And on the other side, we have to understand that um, this, this is a disease that most people without underlying health conditions recover from without any side effects. So as we move forward, that's what we got to start thinking about as we move forward. Um, and I hope that we can have the grace and the composure to have those conversations with people that we differ with. I want to close this podcast with just uh, an overwhelming thank you for listening for this long and listening with a sense of grace. I've offered a, 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 a bit of advice at the beginning that we need to come into this conversation with grace. We need to come into this conversation with a willingness to hear what other sides have to say, not listening for, for an opportunity to respond with why we're correct and where we are, but really listening to where people are coming from. Um, as I close this, there's, there, there's a couple things that, that I want to share with you that are on my mind. Um, no, number one, uh, I think it's really important for people, specifically individuals, to have the ability to manage risk in their lives. With that being said, it's important for people to manage risk according to other people's decisions to manage risk. In other words, if you see someone not masked and you are someone that thinks that masking is really important, you have to take steps to make sure that you feel safe in your situation. That's that's really important. Um, a lot of that comes from diving into the research of what's going on and um, and, 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 and the data that we have. Um, however, it's important that we have that, that understanding that I want to be able to mitigate risk for myself, knowing that you're mitigating risk in a different way than I am. And so we, we need to have grace for that as well. Grace is so important, uh, not just in this conversation with COVID, but in, in any conversations where we're at anywhere, um, especially in our, in, in our broken and divided culture, it's important for us to have grace in conversations 
with people, specifically people that we may not wholeheartedly agree with. That's number one. Number two, um, I was having a conversation with a, a, a staff member that I oversee uh, the other day, and, and, and I was overwhelmed by what she said. And, and what she said was, when mask mandates first came out, I think there was a lot of fear. And what she meant, she later described, but what she meant was, we didn't know very much about this disease. So people were reacting in fear. Healthy or unhealthy, it was fear. They didn't know quite what this disease was capable of. We've we've seen loved ones, you know, pass away due to either this disease or complications caused by this this virus. So her her point was when mask mandates first came out, we didn't know what was going on. But now that mask mandates have come out again, she said, and I think she's correct, that. It's less fear that we're seeing come out of people and more hate that we're seeing coming out of people. We see it from, from all sides. People who believe that masking is our way out of this situation, hating on people who don't believe that and don't mask. And we see people who, who don't mask looking at others and, and, and hating on them in a way that says that, I, I think you're a fool for masking. We really need to step into this, again, with grace. We need to, to hear where people are at. Um, we, we need to make sure that we understand that people may be compromised in some way that causes them to have a real fear, a healthy fear, to what this disease, uh, what they face in this disease. Another thing I think is is we, we, we need really to step back and and... Put ourselves in other people's shoes. What would, what would they do in my situation? And I think that that's something that's going to help us in the long run. Uh, if we look at someone who's masked, we need to understand that this is someone who who might see this virus, see this disease differently than I do, and I need to respect that. Um, I think one thing that we've lost over the years is respect for people who disagree with us, and we really need to. Start respecting people for what they're thinking. That doesn't mean we can't have conversations and we can't persuade them to to try. We can't try to persuade them to think what we think. That's not what I'm saying. I think good discussions can lead to new enlightenment. However, I do think we have to come at that discussion with an idea of, listen, you are you are valid in what you believe right now. There are reasons that you believe what you believe, and I'd love to hear what those reasons are. Another thing I think is really important, I heard a friend say this a number of years ago, it's, it, it's never left me, and I, I'll, I'll say this on probably 30 to 50% of my podcasts, but the idea of asking people what they think you think. Um, people come at conversations with a preconceived notion of what they think the other person's going to say. So if, if, if someone who is masked comes up to a person who is unmasked in a situation they should be masked in, they think that that person doesn't care about COVID or, or other people. On the other side, when, when someone who is unmasked comes to a person who is masked, they may think, not always, but they may think that that person is, is living in fear and they don't understand the statistics that I understand and they don't, they don't know the data that I know. Um, we, we really need to ask ourselves, um, 
and ask others, what do you think I think about a situation? What do you think I know about a situation? And, and when we have that perspective, it allows us to open up whole conversations with people. Now, this is a sensitive topic. There's no doubt about it. This is a situation where, where people are um, not only uh, scared, but they are emotionally invested in this. Someone may have lost a loved one to this disease. Um, so it's really important that, that we take into consideration what is going on. And finally, it, I, I think it's really important that we, if you're listening to this podcast, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that you are, number one. But number two, I hope you look at yourself. I hope you look at your stance. I hope you look at where you stand in the, in, in, in the perspective of where people are. And you willfully take yourself out of that extreme 2 to 5% of people who are unreasonable. Um, we, we, we see people who um, on one side are unreasonable at even saying that this disease doesn't exist. It's not real. And, and, and I hope we can move ourselves out of that situation. Um, I think that it's also important that we, we remove ourselves from the situation that we, we need to mask in all situations, even when we're by ourselves in our bathroom, right? So there, there are, we need to remove ourselves from those extremes that we find ourselves in for whatever reason so that we can be more in the middle and, and, and willing to hear where people are at. That's, that's something that's been lost in the past few years. And I think it's something that we need to get back so that we can come together as a society. We can come, to, come, come together and be unified in a, in a bigger sense of what's going on. That's, that's my hope. That's my plea. That we can, we can really start listening to people for where they're at. And have conversation with them on both sides. We can we can hear from people where they're coming from, and we can we can allow them to hear where we're coming from without any insults, without any um, uh, side insults, uh, just just hidden sarcastic situations that that cause people to back off and put up their 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 walls so they can't have conversations. So, in conclusion, here's where I end. I pray and hope that people can have conversations. I also pray and hope that people can convey their, their opinions in a loving and respectful way. Um, as I said in the last podcast, that First 1 Peter 3.15 says that we have to explain the hope that we have in a gentle and respectful way. What's also important is any opinion we have, we should convey in a gentle and respectful way. That's, that's not just explaining why people should, should believe in Jesus Christ as the Lord of their life, but it's, it's important that whatever we believe, we, we explain those things in a gentle and respectful way. As always, I'm, I'm so excited and so thankful that you've listened to this podcast. It's, uh, it's a pretty long one this week, so thank you for staying around to the end. And know that, that I value you as, as a listener, and I'd love to hear from you. So you can, you can uh, reply to the podcast through, through whatever subscription you, you uh, subscribe through, or you can shoot me an email at mattyc50 at gmail.com. I'd be excited to hear from you and, and what you have to say. Um, and I'd love to open up conversation and, and, and try to um, display what it means to have a conversation in gentleness and respect. Hey, until next time, guys, I love you and God bless you.